Welcome to the latest episode of ASX Market Goss, where for the next half hour we chat with a leader of small cap company, their style, aspirations, their journey, their coffee of choice and life away from investment making decisions. And today's recording is in the thick of the action at the RIU Resurgence Conference at the Western Hotel in Perth City. And the style of this podcast is we start with a blank canvas and our guests get to colour it in. And today that's the work for Andrew Dornan, Executive Director of James Bay Minerals ASX Code JBY. Appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, Tim. So you're up and speaking tomorrow at the conference uh, where we're recording this on the opening day. What's in store? Yeah, so we're a newly listed company, only being listed for just over nine weeks. So we'll be talking about our journey on how we got to listing and then what we've um, progressed through the last nine weeks and what's ahead of us. Yeah, so tell us a bit about... uh the establishment of, of of James Bay. Just tell us a bit. I mean, the name is familiar, but the listing of a business name with that and the and the code is very clever work by you. And how did you score that first and foremost? Yeah, so uh, I previously worked at Pilbara Minerals, and so I really looked at the James Bay region and James Bay Minerals. Quite straightforward, but since we chose the name, it's got a lot of kudos. So we um, it really put us on the map as well as our assets, but uh, yeah, it's got, it's got a good ring to it. Well, it's clever. It's clever work. Were you, were you a bit surprised that it was as simple as it being available? Yeah, we were. We, we were, to tell you the truth. Like, a few of the group had some other complicated names, but I was really the driving force behind James Bay Minerals. Keep it simple. JBY rolls off the tongue, so it's good. And it certainly does. All righty. Well, tell us a bit about, as you say, you've only been listed for, for nine weeks at the time of this recording. Tell us a bit about that nine weeks and, and take us beyond that nine weeks in the establishment of the company and the business. Sure. So our broader group has been working on this for roughly three years now. Uh, we really looked at all the different types of lithium assets globally, the intricacies of the deposits and the types of deposits, as well as difficulties in each of the jurisdictions. And we really honed in on two tier one jurisdictions and that's Western Australia but it's extremely competitive and quite expensive um, to acquire properties. And then we landed on James Bay. It's uh, proving to be the fastest rate of discovery globally at the moment. And we've, we've managed to secure uh, just under 300 and, uh, 330 square kilometres of prospective lithium properties on the premium Legrand Greenstone trend. So it's it was a long process. It wasn't just a flash in the pan, and uh, we're really happy with how we got to this point. For the layman listening to this podcast, I suppose nothing surprises when you're trying to buy land in Australia and Western Australia being more expensive than on the other side of the world. As much as you're happy with what you've scored and come up with, is there a touch of disappointment that you would like to have had it in your own backyard? Um, but I, no, I think I've worked in the Pilbara a lot over the years, and... We're really, we want to be ahead of the game and we feel we're ahead of the game in James Bay. Uh, if you look at the recent activity in WA around Azure and Liontown and Wildcat, they're astronomical the evaluations that they're putting on these companies. And although they're super impressive, the James Bay region and Patriot are having similar to, if not better, discoveries. And we're in that new frontier and we feel... It's only a matter of time before it shifts to there and we're at the front of it. For someone who's been in the, the mining game for as long as you have been and, you know, you, you're rusted on, I'm sure there's plenty of those who are 
uh, with you in, in, the, in, the, in the business as well, have been around this for a while. What was the inspiration to, to set this up yourselves and basically go out on your own? Yeah, it's a great question. I get it quite a lot on obviously worked in some very established large companies in um, solid roles, which is stability, right? Mm. But I've also been a private investor and I've seen a lot of companies butcher really good assets and structure things incorrectly. So our broader group, it's not just myself, uh, really thought after being burnt on a few investments, we can do this better. And then we kind of been on that journey for a few years now. And I think it's early days, but it's really showing that how we structured the company, the assets we've acquired, the team that we've got, the market likes it, we're making progress, and that's what that's what you should be doing in the junior market space. Andrew Dornan, Executive Director, James Bade Minerals, ASX Code, JBY, is in the hot seat today's podcast. So with that said, and with about those experiences that you think they've butchered good opportunities, you put yourself out there now, don't you? You, yeah. you, see, you, you are now being held accountable for what you would say yeah. is the right decisions based on the wrong decisions that you've been dealt with before. Yep. Well, yeah, we're on the dance floor, that's for sure. <laughs> that's uh, I love it. A lot of uh, friends, colleagues and um, investors do say that. But I feel as long as you stick to a plan, you have to take into consideration sometimes external noise. But as long as your decisions are considered and well-informed... Uh, they really removes the margin for error. So we're all about pushing the company forward, doing what we want to see happen as an investor ourselves because our group are the major shareholders of this company. So we're invested. If the company goes backwards, we go backward. So yeah, as long as we stick to the plan, ensure that we methodically explore the assets we have and don't leave any stone unturned, I feel we will generate significant value for our investors. Speaking of stones unturned, uh, and I don't dig too much, too deep in regards to researching before speaking to our guests, because I like it to be driven by the guests themselves. But did I read or hear something about 2.8 billion years old, the rocks that you that are part of all of this? Yeah. So that that's was key in finding these assets and basically why we wanted to acquire them is they have there's three key ingredients uh, for prospective giant LCT pegmatite deposits. Now, LCT is lithium, cesium, tantalum pegmatites. And that is the first being the right Archean rock age of 2.7 billion years old. The second being that they sit on large to giant deformation zones. And it, on our properties, we have deformation zones up to a kilometre wide. So... Why is that significant, that width? Because the larger the deformation zone, the larger the pegmatite. So you can get smaller deformation zones, but you'll get your kind of 20, 30, 50 metre intercepts, unlike Patriot who are getting over 200 metres. And that's what we're, we're looking for is giant deposits. And then the third and final being in proximity to Greenstone Bell. So there were the three key ingredients that we wanted and required to ensure that we have the best opportunity for success once we get on the ground. So that being said, were you also aided as much as it was, you know, a pretty scary experience? The wildfires came through and cleared the way for you to make it a bit easier to, to do your almost your aerial checking? Yeah, so it is very unfortunate from an environmental perspective, but for us as a business, it actually aided us in our aero discovery 
in that our geologist, Mark Fichette, was actually driving to site and our original target was our dual property and he spotted some glowing white outcrops from the distance through where the fires had been and that really then uncovered these two large fields of pegmatites and that's where our focus was for eight weeks. So it really helped us and it probably would have taken a year or two to discover those particular fields. Uh, but yeah, it, it was devastating for the region. It really was. So we're at the Western and you, you speak tomorrow. We talk about, you know, how do you push the business? What do you hope to receive back from those who are in attendance here? Uh, really, it's an opportunity in Perth to, to meet with investors and potential investors that are interested in the company and allow them to come put a face to the name and have that interaction. It's super important. Come up, have a chat. I'm just a normal guy. We're having a solid crack at it and we've structured it well, but we also want to get structured feedback. What, what, what different people like about the company, their views on the lithium industry, where it's going. It's kind of the hot topic at the moment and everyone has a view. And it's good to have a chat about it. It certainly is. And, and we talk about lithium and, and the, the, the EV space and all that sort of stuff. Um, you're not late to the party. You, it's, 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 in, it's in that hitting zone right now, isn't it, to really get involved as a, as a business? Yeah, sure it is. Out. I mean, it, we're going through a transition that probably hasn't been seen since the Industrial Revolution, right? And so there was a false start, if you like, probably five, six years ago. And then now we're seeing this year, the lithium price come back a bit, but it's really setting a new base, right? And we, we see this as there's so much downstream commitment to batteries and all this critical mineral space that there's no turning back now. So there needs to be new mines coming on to feed the beast. And where we sit in the James Bay region, that is the tier one premium area for North America. You got the likes of Patriot, it's a monster. That's only one pegmatite on the same trend. And we feel scale's gonna be important. And that's why we're in the region where there's the huge potential for scale. How much reconnaissance did you do? How, how much preparation did you personally do as leading this charge here as the executive director of the company to know to pick that site? So. Why did you pick it and all those before you hadn't? Well, we built lots of relationships over a few years. Uh, there is a number of organisations that are known to the West Australian market and junior market kind of space, whereas through building these relationships, we, we looked at acquiring multiple properties over the years and some with resources and the lithium price just doubled every time we're looking to do a transaction. But that en enabled us to build really strong relationships uh, and build trust with uh, some vendors in, in country. And that allowed us to cut through the noise, if you like, and any, you could call it moose pasture. And we, we landed a meeting with the vendors we ended up acquiring it off through our non-exec director, Judy, because we were talking to her for a number of months about some other things. And uh, they were hidden behind a curtain, right? They, they weren't known to everyone in WA like some other vendors are. And we built relationship and trust. They liked the team because of the experience we've had 
not just in exploration, but also project development. They see the downfall in Canada is project development experience. So we had confidence in the assets. They have even more confidence in the asset because they are looking for a partner. They've got 10% equity between them and they're looking for a partner that can develop an asset into production. So that shows a huge vote of confidence. No doubt. ASX code JBY for those who are listening to the podcast and wanting to know where about is uh, what it's all about for James Bay Minerals. Um, the, the uh, as I mentioned, you, the IPO, the $6 million, you're happy with that? Yeah. It's pretty big. Yeah. So it was a big, so we're looking for a minimum five, maximum six. And we actually had 14 million in bids in one week. So in a really tough market, it was a sensational outcome. And I think we're seeing, uh, because unfortunately not everyone was able to get the allocation they wanted, the support we've then had since IPO, sitting at about 100% up from the IPO price, proves that everyone still sees value and and we, we understand why. Yeah, they're sticking fat. All right, uh, before we get the short, the mid and the long term and also a further pitch for the company, James Bay uh, Minerals, what about you? What's your coffee of choice? I've had a coffee while you've been chatting. You're on the water. Are you a coffee drinker? Yeah, I'm a long Mac topped up or a strong latte in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a skinny, flat, white, extra hot, extra shot. And I don't know what that is in barista terms, yeah. but my barista seems to know what it is. Do you have a regular coffee shop? Yeah, it's Kilo in Swanbourne. It's a fantastic, fantastic location. Uh, very good. Uh, outside of this world what what takes your fancy are you a reader a traveler uh you love your sport music love my sport love my footy love my eagles even though it's been a rough couple of years i think it's a bright future ahead but yes. exciting few days you happy with Harley Reed? yeah very happy and he looks happy to be coming over here so it was one of the great one of the great bogus east coast led anti-West Coast yeah. Eagles drives I've ever seen in my entire life. And I don't reckon he'll leave. I reckon he'll stay. I agree. Yeah, I reckon he'll love it and he'll stay. I agree. I think he will. Like, love why, why would you want to go to North Melbourne or Gold Coast <laughs> when you can go to this second biggest company in the country, uh, uh, team in the country in West Coast? So Correct. I think he's here to stay. Alrighty. What else tickles your fancy in the sporting world? What else are you into? I love watching my surfing and golf and a bit of everything. Yeah, Cricket was nothing. good. Cricket was good. Yes, cricket was good. Well, yeah. somewhere fallen back in love with the Australian yeah. team. I wasn't in love with them for a while. Yeah. Oh, there's still, there's a level of arrogance or entitlement about them, I think. Which well, if is, they win, they yeah. can have that. Yeah. And they don't win. Yeah. And they browbeat us to like Yeah. Them. I don't think uh, that's the case. Okay. So, and what about traveling? I know with, obviously with work and stuff, it's travel becomes a part of what you do, but what about the, seeing the sights? Are you a bit like me? I don't need to travel. I can see it on the internet. Yeah. No, I'm a big traveller. traveller. Travelled a lot before COVID. Actually met my wife. She's Brazilian and the Galapagos Islands in Ecuador. Okay. So we met there and yeah, travelled a lot of the world and I love it. How did you convince her to come to Western Australia? I was quite a bit of COVID in the end. So in the end, she got locked here for two years. <laughs> so that that was uh, that was well done. Thank you, Mr. McGowan. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you for everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so... Have you got the work-life balance right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a very... Work-life balance, you kind of go in ebbs and flows, and we've had a huge kind of workload this year with the, the IPO and post-IPO and that. 
Uh, but yeah, I try to, my weekends are with my family and that's super important to me as well as when I get home at night is I switch off. I've got two little kids. One's only nine weeks old, 10 weeks old. Who's born four days before the listing. <laughs> so it was, it was a hectic time and a really supportive wife. So I'm, I'm very fortunate. Tell us a bit about if you were to walk into a room and on a big whiteboard, I'm going to get you to write your work motto, your life motto, your business motto in a couple of words. What would it be? What do you work by? Uh, it's never as bad as you think and it's never as good as you think. And also just deal with people with respect and dignity as you'd want to be treated, whether it's investors, service providers, colleagues, no matter who it is. And, uh, everything will, will work, work in your favor and work out in the end. What's the first thing you do? You, you've, uh, you've woken up, the kids are up and doing their thing and you have to go into Dorton workspace. Yep. What's the first thing you do? Um, have that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> the long night, have that, have that coffee, get in, check the emails for the day. Email checking is a common thing. Yeah. Just because we all, it's kind of 24 hours when you've got assets on the other side of the world. Make sure everyone's happy over in country. They've got no hurdles or roadblocks that we need to sort out for them. And then, yeah, have a discussion with our colleagues what, what the plan is for the day or, yeah, really just get into planning. Alrighty, so you do that. Now, can I ask you, are you a share price watcher? Uh, yes and no. Like I'll check in a couple of times a day. Um, it's important too, I think, to have some awareness, um, but, but not over the top, no. And they've been only going a tick over nine weeks or nine weeks, but when you have investors who bail or who, who withdraw and sell up, do you try and glean why from them? Would, would you? Is that something you would do if you were an investor? Would you share that information? I'd love to know about the feedback you can give and get. Yeah, like it's always good to understand why that shareholders want to bail out and when, particularly in our instance when we're already starting, but also I sympathise with a lot of uh, sophisticated investors and retail investors in pretty tough market at the moment. There's not many wins and a lot of people have had significant wins off JBY. So I think my only discussion is, hey, you've made some good money, come back and support us if we ever drop back. Uh, so yeah, I, I've been an investor and I trade as well. So yeah, it's, it's something that I understand. Market sentiment has a lot to do with it. You get different bank reports, publish something, and then everyone gets scared and runs away. But anyone that's a long-term, got a long-term view uh, and sits pretty on the register, I think they're going to be quite happy with how we play out. So that's where I ask these next questions as we are about to wrap it up. But we talk about the, the, the short, the mid and the long term. Um, just tell us a bit about how the company looks and what your, your stages are and when do you get busy on the ground? Yeah, sure. So short term, we've obviously spent a real compressed period on the ground uh, since listing. Lots of data has been generated. We've flown all the aerial surveys, lots of sampling. Uh, so it's really gathering all that data over the next couple of months to really look at uh, what we have and planning next steps on Aero. Because um, you, you can also get caught in, oh, we've had this success, get out and drill it. But you, you want to be smart, methodical and strategic on when you roll these programs out. 
So we'll be looking at uh, planning a dual program for Aero first half of next year and then getting on both dual and the aqua property and doing uh, further field work and sampling uh, once the first snow uh, melts, which is normally around April. Uh, and that's exciting. Like Aqua has had a significant um, discovery made on the border in that Finn Resources have uh, found a large pegmatite with spodumene in it, large crystals. And that looks really interesting because if it trends to the east, which we think it does, that's into our property. So that gives us three really good assets up in that area. So we're going to have our work cut out, but we're, we're super excited to have a full year run at it next year. Alrighty, so Andrew Dornan, uh, you've got to now pitch to the new investor, pitch to the person who's listening to this podcast right now that has a little bit of change in the glove box of the car or in the ashtray, and they think, oh, should I, should I not sell? Yeah, so we're, we're in what we feel is the best uh, jurisdiction for lithium. Uh, the reason being is, as I ran through earlier in the podcast, we have the right key ingredients for uh, giant to large LCT pegmatites. But not only that, we have huge government support in that state. So every dollar we spend, we get up to 40 cents back from the government for critical minerals. We have access to flow through funding, which allows us to uh, raise capital at a premium, only dilute shareholders by approximately half. And when we're, we're in an area that has the same, if not more potential than what the Pilbara had in the 1970s. I can't stress that enough is everyone looks for what's next, right? Well, it's that region. Patriots brought it onto the map. Winston will continue to impress when they come out with their resource, we believe. We're in the same area. We have 55 kilometers approximately on the lithium trend, which is comparable. I think it's roughly a bit more than Patriot. So we are early days, but as far as a structure, assets, team, location, government support, we really tick all the boxes and we're really well va- uh, priced at the moment. And I think if there's a slight turn in sentiment, this thing could really go anywhere. Appreciate your time today. Thanks very much, Tim. Andrew Dornan, we're at the Resurgence Conference, uh, of course, at the Western Hotel in Perth. And that has been the James Bay Minerals ASX code JBY. Andrew Dornan has been today's guest. Thanks for listening to ASX Market Goss, whatever platform you're on. Like us, make a comment, share us and tell people about us. Until the next time we meet, this has been ASX Market Goss with Andrew Dornan from James Bay Minerals. The content of this podcast is intended to be general in nature and is not personal financial product advice. It does not address the circumstances of any individual or entity. You should not construe any of this information or other part of the material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other professional advice. ASX Market Goss and its employees are not financial advisors. You should consider seeking independent legal, financial, taxation or other advice to check how any information relates to your unique circumstances. Nothing contained in this podcast constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by ASX Market Goss or any third party to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments in this or any other jurisdiction in which such solicitation or offer would be unlawful under the securities laws of such jurisdiction.